Hey there, learners and podcast fans. We've got your favorite podcast host, Barbara Bray, here. Hello, Mom. Oh, hi, son. <laughs> I, every time you say that, I said, this time I'm not going to say Andrew, I'm going to say son. You say mom. <laughs> I talked to someone today and they said, you know what gets me is when you giggle. And I said, yeah, I giggle right away because Andrew is so fun. I can't help it. <laughs> um, I haven't got a chance uh, in a while to see you do some presentations in public, but I'm imagining that you've still got the same kind of bubbling energy that gets the audiences giggling as well. And uh, I think think this is a great opportunity to ask you a little bit about some of the conferences that have been coming up soon that you get to showcase at. Well, this one might, this podcast might come out after I was at South by Southwest EDU, which is beginning of March, March 5th through 8th. And I am so lucky I get to be there and be a mentor and talk about my book and even sign my book. And I'm meeting all these wonderful people. Um, So if they listen, they'll, I'll be able to tell them all about my guests on my show. And then I'm going to Q. That's uh, in March 15th through the 18th down in Palm Springs. And I'm going to be doing um, a presentation. And I'm also going to do Meet the Authors, a thing where they talk about my book and then meet the podcasters. Your book, Define Your Why. Which uh, listeners can purchase where? Well, both places at South by Southwest, which is, I said, it might not be, might be after. Well, um, they're going to, they already have my books in the bookstore, which is fun. They get, so I get to sign them there. And then at Q, um, Ed Puzzle is a great program. And they invited me to come to the booth and talk about Ed Puzzle with uh, defining your why and then sign some books. And they even bought my books so they can give them away. I just like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> they bought my books to give them away. Isn't that fun? <laughs> just a little background for, for listeners. Um, uh, my mom, Barbara Bray, wrote this really powerful book, Define Your Why, and it was released the February, beginning of March February 20, 14th, 2020. Valentine's yeah, so, Day. <laughs> so needless to say, uh, the events of 2020 took over and people were more interested in surviving and not as much about defining their why. So we're, th- we're thinking of this as something of a comeback tour for a book that that earlier hadn't really got its chance to shine. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to do all of this. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> well, every, everybody who listens to your podcasts, uh, if they haven't read the book, I'm sure they'll sure they'll be interested. Uh, and they can also find uh, information. Can they find information about it on your rethinkinglearning.com website? It's um, actually barbarabray.net. It's oh, a Rethinking right. Learning uh, website, but it's barbarabray.net. And there's a whole thing on podcasts and my book and all of that there. Yeah. Right. Well, since we're on a podcast, why don't you tell us a little bit about the upcoming conversation we get to listen to? Well, this lady's amazing. It's Erica Sandstrom. Sandstrom. S-T-R-O-M. I got to get it right so everyone knows. And 
And Erica is so amazing. We call her the green screen gal because she taught me all about green screen. She teaches everyone, but she also does mindfulness training. In fact, during the podcast, we did some together. So she's going to teach you some tools so you can calm down. She's just, I just, I just love Erica. And you will too. Her story is amazing. And I can't wait for you to listen to it. All right, everybody stay tuned and get mindful with Barbara Bray and Erica Sandstrom. I got a real surprise for you, folks. I got one of my favorite people, and I shouldn't say that because everyone on my on my podcast are my favorite people. But when I'm with Erica Sandstrom, <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I'm just, I know. Erica, thank you for being here with me. Thank you for having me. Are you kidding me? I'm a huge fan. Love you. And well, good friend. Love you. Yes, we're very good friends. Until I met you and I found out how tall you are. I'm like a little tiny person next to you. I love it. I think that's the most shocking thing when people meet me because you see someone online and then I'm 5'10 and I wear heels. It's crazy. But yeah, everyone, uh, everyone does that. They're like, wait, what? <laughs> it was good for me because I'm very short. I'm only 5'1". So I like, I, you know, my neck hurt after a while, you know. Okay, enough of that. I want my audience to know about you. So I'm going to boast about you just for a second, okay? Okay. All right, here goes. Erica Sandstrom is a digital learning coach and digital media teacher specializing in green screen and video production. In fact, she's dubbed the green screen gal. <laughs> I love that. And she has a green screen behind her right now. I have about three of them, yes. <laughs> I love it. And I, I will talk a little bit more about what you we've done together. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Erica shares her creative media and mindfulness passions as a featured speaker at conferences, and she provides district professional development. Hey, districts out there, you gotta check <laughs> Erica out. <laughs> yes, please. I'd love to share this. It's so fun. Oh, no, I've been in the audience with oh, you. You're just you. amazing. Thank you. You also host online webinars that are amazing, and you're the one, along with Manny and Trisha and others, you, you co-hosted this, that well, this last time, the second annual Green Screen Summit. Yes. It was so much fun. Oh I've God. been in both of them. <laughs> well, thank you. Yes, we're gearing up for our third one now. Um, an idea oh. that started as, I just, Manny was um, probably the craziest one to say yes. I said, hey, oh. I have this idea. Let's uh, create a green screen summit. And he's like, what green okay. green summit? <laughs> it was so much fun. We're going to talk a little All bit right. about that too and probably put a, um, a a few videos up or something so people can check them out. And you were on the cover of the EdTech K-12 magazine. Yes. And was, we're going to talk about that too. Exciting. Still live. Oh, I just, want, I just want everyone to know I, because you and I, we've known each other for some time and your enthusiasm about life and about everything. It's so much fun. And I knew it because of the Green Screen Summit, but also spending time with you in New Orleans at ISTE. And I just, 
I welcome you to my show. Oh my God, I'm, I'm so, so happy. So grateful, Barbara. I've always wanted to be on your show. Just what you, you are so unique in your approach to this and um, really bring out the heart and the true stories of everybody and, and, and their journeys. And I just want to, I want to thank you for, for everybody <laughs> for doing this. Oh, well, thank it's you. So unique. Well, I, I realize that sometimes I've listened to some podcasts and I go, who is this person? They're just talking. I don't know who they are. I don't right. know anything about them. I have to do my own research. So I do the research before. Yeah. No. <laughs> and I love it. So I always ask all my guests to tell me their why. Your purpose. Oh, well, my purpose, and we'll talk about all the ways it, it came about, but I do have something called green screen fever. I, I can't explain it. I walk near this thing and I can't stop giggling. Um, <laughs> and I hope to make this contagious for uh, educators and students globally because the healing it does, the benefits and the technology and the integration and the learning and the and especially the mindful SEL that happens when you get near this thing or any kind of media creation is so powerful. But I think my purpose is to to bring this to the world and, and especially the, the mindfulness piece in, in creative ways. Oh, gosh, you said it so beautifully. That's it. That was it. That was it. I know you because I know you. I know you really well, and I'm yes, so lucky. <laughs> I know. And it's just, I want my audience to know you because... I think I'm going to put the video you and I made after this in the, on the blog uh, because I laughed so hard. <laughs> yeah, when we made it, and, and well, it's it's just it's just so much fun. But but your life. When I learned about your life, you and I had talked, and you have so many facets of it. Can you kind of do? I don't know how you can do a quick overview of life. <laughs> yeah, I'll go over. <laughs> but yes, I've done I've done a lot of stuff. I've done a lot of stuff, but it's um it's definitely the life of a, a an ADHD creative. I call myself. Uh, my ADHD <laughs> is a gift, but it definitely uh, brings you to a lot of places. So I'm in my thirty first or thirty second year of teaching, and wow. I started off in Kansas City, Missouri. Actually, uh, teaching third, um, I'm sorry, fourth and fifth grade. Then I moved to St. Louis, taught sixth grade, all subject. Here comes my accent every time I talk about Missouri. <laughs> and then I moved back to- Is Michigan. that how you say it? Missouri? Missouri. Yes. My mother's from in Detmo. Yes. So- uh, Oh my gosh. Everybody from there. Is, you know, I went to William Joe College. And anyway, so I finally ended up back on the East Coast where I'm originally from and uh, taught third grade forever. And But I was, I literally saw the internet get invented, Barbara, as you did. Uh, my seventh year of teaching, and it just kind of grabbed me um, the computer. I thought, "Oh my gosh, I don't have to, I don't have to write everything. I can type it." And then it turned into, "Are you kidding me?" So I've literally watched the whole process. I've now and now um, from third grade, I got pulled up to run the tech program up at the middle school, and I've been there since 2004 teaching digital media class, which is a made-up class I created, and uh, being a digital learning coach and lots of other things. I'm also a yoga and Pilates instructor and travel to 17 countries with students. I mean, we could go on, but yes. Wow. Um, and I owned a company called The Painter's Pub. That's a whole, we'll get into it, but yes, lots of stuff. Been teaching a long time um, in, uh, in most grades. Yeah. Is that? Well, 
I didn't think you could do that. You put it all together so fast. Did I? <laughs> yeah. Well, you're missing a few parts and we're going to go I know, it, deeper. It, yeah. It, yeah. It's a lot for one I, I paragraph. Just, <laughs> yeah. But I, but I wanted a, that overview. I wanted people to know that you, you have this wonderful background and you've pulled it all together. And what is so valuable is, you know, that experience, mm-hmm. the person that has experienced these things, you can also share in a way that makes learning fun. And you've done that and you've made even professional development fun. That's not that easy. <laughs> it's not. And I think, I, you know, now that we're having this conversation, I think a lot of my ability to work well with educators is is when I owned the Painter's Pub and, and helped people learn how to paint and watch them take their dips of insecurity and help pull them out of fear. Because, you know, I truly believe there's only two emotions on this planet and it's love and fear. And if you can, you know, not get offended and, and know that teachers that are struggling with integrating technology, it's just fear. And it comes out in all kinds of ways. It's really fun actually to to dive into their fear and help them help them have a win. So, wow. I was going to go into a different thing, but I think because you mentioned Painter's Pub, I don't know if people know what that is and what you've been doing. Why don't you just go into that right now? Because that that's pretty cool. <laughs> okay, I know. And it sounds funny. I'm saying the word pub. I'm sorry. It's a, So when the paint and sip thing happened, uh, where you go to a restaurant or, or somewhere else to learn how to paint on a canvas, started, it was on the West Coast, of course, where you are, Miss, Miss Cool California. And you know, <laughs> a lot of trends, they tend to you know move east. And the East Coast hadn't really picked up on it too much yet. So um, I was out visiting my sister near you and I said, you know what? I'm going to try this because I've, I've always, uh, I was learning how to paint. My parents are both artists. My mother's an amazing painter uh, and my sister. And um, so I started painting and I said, you know what? I'm good at teaching. So I'm going to teach people to paint. And it's kind of funny because I'm not the best painter in the world, but teaching people at this level to have a win was, it just seemed natural. So I ended up starting the painter's pub. Um, I still have my Facebook page up and I've, I can't even, I've, I've must've at least taught a thousand people at this point, um, to paint. And then I even did glass painting and everything and traveled all over, even brought it places. And I did one party that was 300 people for an ALS foundation. But I was, I was telling, wow. you, I was telling you before it gave me my, um, it gave me my confidence to teach adults. And, um, I was telling you about the paintbrush story, you know, here I'm teaching people to paint, but Wine doesn't help because fear. <laughs> if we drink wine at staff meetings, it would get very emotional. Yes, um, they they're drinking wine and everything, but they would pick up their paintbrush and go in for that first stroke, and I would hear things out of people's mouths like, "My father never loved me." <laughs> oh, jeez. I mean, I'm exaggerating. Well, actually, I'm really not. But actually, no, I know I'm not. Happens. And um, yeah. so mm-hmm. I didn't even realize at the time that I was teaching mindfulness then, and I just. I love helping people because because of my own fears and my own insecurities and my own, you know, oh my goodness, my own story. Just helping people to to overcome those fears because we're all creative. And I think that's where a lot of us started. But teaching these paint parties, I was teaching four nights a week and teaching full time. And then Oh my yeah, goodness. Yeah. So it led into other things, but it's a huge piece. You have a lot of energy. I mean, it's yeah, amazing. <laughs> but you know what? I I wasn't diagnosed ADHD, but I know I am. Yeah, well, and I, any creative is. <laughs> any creative is. But I I don't know about you, but for me, I had a lot of trouble in school. Yes, I did. Because 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was to the point where um, I was labeled, you know, special ed, mm-hmm. oh. you know? Yeah. And I didn't like that because then they weren't, I mean, I could do a lot more, but the, I wasn't given the opportunity and it was really difficult for me. So I'm just wondering what school was like for you, if you were like that. Yes, uh, very much so. I mean, you know, I definitely have a lot of creative ideas and it's still true to this day where they overwhelm me. Sometimes I wake up at three in the morning and I used to take over my sisters, I have three sisters, take over their birthday parties where uh, my mom would have a whole party plan in the back with, and I'd have my own in the front with prizes and everything. And that's when they said, be a teacher. But um, wait a minute, wait a minute. Can I just <laughs> yeah. say about the parties? Because I have three sisters. I'm the yes. oldest. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I was like that. I always loved the birthday parties and I did things like that. But I want to know what happened at the parties. Did they all come to your the front yard? <laughs> Not always. Sometimes. Oh. Sometimes my prizes were better. But then my mom finally realized, you know, this is something that you know, her created, she needs this. So she let me mm-hmm. start planning them instead. But, um, but <laughs> yeah, no, but besides that, like school was tough. It was tough, mm. but you know, it was, but I didn't know it at the time. I just thought it was the way it was. I remember um, just with the, the ADHD, you know, they didn't know what it was. It was just, she talks a lot and she doesn't pay attention, um, but she's really smart and, you know, very creative, but, you know, we sometimes forgets her homework and da, 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 And I didn't know what notebook I wrote in. I was looking out the window or I was, you know, scribbling Def Leppard in my notebook. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, you know, you sent me some pictures and you were in both pictures, you were wearing green. Crazy, right? Is, it, is there something about green? I mean, the green screen idea. And I mean, when you were young, you were, I no, mean, it's, the pictures are so darling. I hope you guys have to watch, oh. check out the blog post that we put with this because the pictures she sent me are just amazing. Well, it was just funny because it was after this whole, uh, this, this uh, digital learning coach, she dubbed me green screen gal and it just kind of turned into what it is. And um, I was looking through some old pictures with my mom and I didn't even know I had that picture. And it's, I'm wearing bright green yeah and then, yeah and then I just, it's like the background was, you have right now and it literally was one of the moments I was like I think this is meant to be mom what do you think and it's not a coincidence <laughs> and then my kindergarten picture I also had green on but what's weird is I didn't really like green going up because someone told me uh, I have olive olive skin complexion they said uh, olive green made me look green so I went through this whole phase where I hated green but now I'm obsessed mm. with green but for different reasons but yeah isn't that funny and I was always obsessed with the the weather weather folks. And anyway, we'll talk about that later. But how? Oh well, we'll have to talk about that because I'm looking at the clouds right. right now. We don't usually have a lot of clouds lately. We've been having lots of clouds. <laughs> <laughs> so it's oh my clouds. god! It's like I know these squirrels in a cute little. <laughs> well, I I have trouble focusing. Yeah, uh, you know, it's just the way. So when you say these things, I can relate. But what's great about and, you is you you know we can talk even at the same time when we hear everything we're saying. And that's what I love about people with, with my type of energy, Barbara, you're my, you're my soul sister for sure. (laughs) Oh, definitely. I knew that when we first started talking, I was like, I want to know Erica better. (laughs) And then it was like, it just happened. And it, it just, you're just amazing. And you're also, you, you went into yoga and Pilates instruction. Was that, when was that? Was that the same time? As the painter's pub and all of yeah, it was all I'm going to on. Figure it all. It was all going on. I well, I became a fitness instructor, and then uh, 
I had a wonderful woman, Kiki, um, Kiki from Kiki Pilates, uh, pulled me in to a yoga class once and I was as stiff as, you know, steel. I, I couldn't bend. And, uh, she said, give me one class and see how you like it. And she could tell that my energy was just, cause I didn't have a way to channel this energy. So I was exercising a lot. And, um, after, after class, I was so embarrassed. I couldn't even do it. So she chased me out. I was literally in tears. She chased me out of the class and she says, Erica, give me three yoga classes. And then, then I will let you go. <laughs> so, uh, I became an instructor six months later and wow, this was, in, this was 20 years ago and I'm still yeah. teaching yoga. Yeah. And I've, I've taught all different kinds. And, um, and then I got into Pilates reformer, the reformer machines and everything. And, but it was a it was a beautiful journey, and I know when I traveled with my students to those seventeen countries, I found myself using a lot of yoga and mindfulness, which I didn't even realize at the time. That's what I was doing to help these students through their anxieties of travel, and it was just it was just quite a story. So, um, wow, yoga is what brought me into everything I'm doing now. You mentioned taking students. I mean, where did you travel to, and what was it part? Was it part of the yoga or was it part of your classes or? No, no, it was uh, called People to People International. It was one of the traveling companies. Um, and I would travel as a delegation leader in usually three weeks every summer. And I've been to 17 countries, um, mostly all of Europe. And it was um, pretty, pretty amazing. Uh, but I found myself using my yoga a lot just from the travel even in the aisles of the bus. But the biggest part was teaching kids how to breathe through their anxiety. I mean, I've we've had to pull the bus over before to have kids who were hyperventilating or things just from being away from their families. I mean, we saw everything. You see a lot of things uh, when kids travel and they've never been away from their parents before. So I found it super wow. powerful. And I thought, how can I share this with more kids? So um, yeah, that, that traveling was amazing though. It really opened my eyes to a lot of different things and different cultures and how people um, practice mindfulness. What ages were they? Uh, middle school and high school. Oh, wow. Yes. I mean, because I worked middle school a lot of times, you know, and I I just know that traveling, some of these kids never left their families before. So that could have been thought of the anxiety, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It comes out in all kinds of ways. And that's when I really started to dive in to learn more about how the brain works. And um, like I said, love and fear and fear. Uh I mean, we had some very strange behaviors and some very um, tough things that happened over there, but I found that it was natural for me to be the go-to person for that. And uh, yeah, but I've, I've seen a lot of things and we've had a lot of fun with these kids. Traveling with students was more exciting than traveling with adults because everything's set up ahead of time. It's almost like you have to remember not to dine and dash when you travel. (laughs) (laughs) That's all set up. But just their excitement every day was my excitement. And it was, I really, uh, since COVID, I haven't done it. So I I hope to get back to to traveling again, but yeah. Oh, I bet you the kids would love it, especially to go with you and, and something structured. Sometimes they want to get away from their parents. (laughs) I I mean, it, it's just so cool. Well, they say they come back different people. These kids really, uh, they really grow up very quickly in those three weeks. And three weeks is a long time. It is a long time for a teenager to to be away. And so there's a lot of kids I would love to have this experience with just because I know, I know it would change them and open their eyes a lot. That is so cool. You told me a story about when you were on the plane one time, you were sitting next to someone who changed your life. 
I certainly did. So this is really where true mindfulness came in. Here I'm teaching yoga. I'm traveling. I think I'm mindful. I really wasn't. Not, I mean, I could, I could teach the techniques, but I wasn't living it myself. And that's the journey oh. I've been on ever since. And so what happened was um, I was in Canada visiting a friend and it was like six in the morning and I got to the airport, had a seat assignment, everything. And they, I started to board the plane and they said, sorry, ma'am, you need to stay right here. And then there was another man standing there and, um, and then they pulled another, another guy off the plane. And then we watched the plane go away with no explanation. So I know. <laughs> so, um, wait a minute, you were taken off the plane. I didn't get taken off, but the two other people, people that, did. that also got bumped were taken off the plane. That wow. happens. And it was United, which is, <laughs> yeah, I wonder, what, joke. I wonder what they did. <laughs> I, don't know. I just, you know, they overbooked the flight, but even though we had, uh-huh. but now I know in hindsight, I'm a universe girl, that it was, it was meant to be. So mm-hmm. this man next to me with these bright blue eyes, it's beautiful, uh, it was South African accent, uh, son of British. And um, he was just so positive. He was like, oh, I wonder what, I can't do an accent, what lovely things will happen to us today. Oh, what an exciting adventure. And I'm thinking, dude, I haven't had coffee or slept yet. You know, <laughs> and uh, and I just remember his bright blue eyes. And I was like, why is he so positive? And for some reason, Barbara, I don't even know why I said this. I looked at him and I said, I don't know why, but you're so positive. You remind me of the dog whisperer because I hadn't even watched the show yet. I'm like, why would I mention the dog whisperer? It was so weird. And then he he goes, oh, that's interesting. So then he kept talking and then we got bumped from flights and flights and we kept getting shoveled around and I was in victim mode. Oh, I can't even call my family. I'm in Canada and the Wi-Fi's network, you know, all these things. And he just stayed positive. He says, oh, maybe we should take a road trip. And we could get home to Boston faster than going, you know. And I thought, oh my gosh. So then I started to wonder, who is this guy? So I was using my techniques. I took out my Oprah and Deepak meditation app and I started doing it. And he goes, excuse me, is that Oprah on your phone? And I'm like, yes. I'm like, oh, let me guess, you know her. He goes, well, actually I do. I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) Like, who are you? I ended, I ended up being bumped with Dr. Blaise Aguiar, who is literally one of the world leaders in mindfulness. He's super famous for all of his books and everything he does. I mean, he was just on oh with Jules. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he, yeah, it was amazing. And um, he's in a docu, docu-series uh, called um, Mindfulness the Movie. And it has a different name now. But so in, in this trailer, which we'll put in the blog, is not only Deepak Chopra, Oprah's behind it. Sharon Stone's in there. And guess what? The dog whisperer is, oh, I know it's a long story, but it's, and I have a blog um, that I'll attach that explains the whole story, but it's just a journey of our day. And he was like, oh, because Erica's an overpacker, which I'm horrible. um, And I dropped my bag. We missed another flight. However, because we missed that flight, we got on a better flight. So like he just took the day and took everything. And made it positive. And not just made it positive. He just made us realize why certain things happen sometimes. And it literally, wow. I went and when I watched the videos of him videotaping me as a victim, and at the end of the day, I'm like, this was the most magical day and an experience I'll never forget. And to this day, he is my personal mentor. He lives in uh, Boston. And um, <gasps> yes, we meet on a, um, a regular basis and he is an incredible man. And I can't wait for people to know who he is and what he's doing. Well, we have to put all the 
links to him and yeah, to the but book. It was, and it, was to meant to be. it was meant to be. And what a story. It's even. Oh my gosh. That is like amazing. It was wild. And it was so, it was like, thank you universe for plopping him in my path. And uh, yeah. the people I've met from him and the opportunities I've had. And so that was my true start to, but it was also my own personal practice that started then. And that's what's pouring out in my work now. It's literally yeah. pouring out. And I just want to share, share, share. But I had to, I ha- I have also learned that if I'm not practicing it, I can't preach it. You know, you have to, you know, so there's, there's things I've gone through that I've stepped back from it, but now it's, now I'm starting to fine tune it into, into the things I want to help people with that I feel very confident in because I don't feel confident well, in everything. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people have been through those situations where they've been bumped or canceled or delayed or, you know, because of what's happened, you know, with uh, COVID and everything. It's just been crazy. Mm-hmm. This idea that you can stay positive, even in the worst situation, yeah. Yeah. that is, I mean, it's it, so true. It, yeah. it changed you, but it also, it's a, a great story to tell. Oh, Barbara, it is a, it is a, a great story, but it's also... You know, every time I tell it, I feel like, you know, that's why I wrote the blog that I'll attach because it kind of gives more details. But it is the the realization that things in your path, even the things that aren't so great, <laughs> are there to show you something or to save you from something. You know, mm-hmm. you don't know why there was a delay. You never know. Maybe you're being saved from an accident or something. But like for that, it was it, it just so now when things like that happen. I'm like, oh, I wonder what adventures this is bringing. I wonder why this is happening. Oh, I love that. Well, me, I wonder what door will open. Oh, this is cool, and it's it's life changing. And 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 gratitude. Also, he, him, and Oprah give big props to Oprah on that. Is I started really practicing gratitude, and not we're always grateful for our uh, our homes and our families and our health, but gratitude practice is like brushing your teeth throughout your day. You collect things that you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. And some days it's, oh, I saw a squirrel and had some coffee. Yep, that's about it. Because all those <laughs> days, you know, cute squirrel, that's about it. But some days yeah. you can't stop. And when yeah. you start practicing it, it, you know, that's a whole nother podcast, but it changes your brain chemistry. It changes, puts wow. you in your frontal lobe. And I see things differently. Now, what I struggle with is getting offended when others aren't feeling that gratitude that I feel. So I've had to learn to let people have their feelings and <laughs> let them get there on their own, you know? So that's, I, yeah. I think that's where I'm afraid. I'll, I don't ever want to be preachy about it, but uh, gratitude practices is magic. Well, I think I agree. I do a gratitude journal. I also write a gratitude note every morning. I drink my coffee and look at, I don't look at the squirrels because they drive me nuts around here, but I look at the birds. <laughs> yeah, they, they ate our, all our tomatoes and my apricots. I don't like them. So they were funny when you said they're really cute. They're not cute. They're not cute. They're farmers. <laughs> they're right. They're evil. Yeah. No, but it's so funny how... Um, I I know some people that will turn everything negative and and look at things in that way and I don't want to get mad at them but I want to try to model the gratitude and the and yeah how I got over some things and write stories I want people to write stories or share stories like you just did yeah. of how it opened your mind to another way of looking at things right and the proof, the proof of I, how powerful it is and 
I'm really yeah, Erica, obsessed too lately with energy. And, you know, the energy we put out is what we get back. And if you, if you practice gratitude, um, it literally puts this field around you, energetic field where you're bringing in things that, that you want and you need, and it's powerful. And it doesn't mean you can't have bad moments because that's part of the process too. It's just how you respond to it and rea- react or respond. And yeah, yeah. it's a daily practice because I'm still reactive. You know? um, and I also know that certain students in my path lately have been put there to test me because I have some really tough behavior problems right now that, you know, I'm like, oh, oh. and I'm really getting to practice my uh, my Abraham Hicks here and uh, all my preaching of, ah, <laughs> well, days I fail. I'm like, oh, failed. The thing that you learned was mindfulness training and mindfulness for yourself. And one of the things that you do is the breathing bubble. Yes. And I have that on my phone now just Uh because of what you did. It helps me because I've been having those moments myself where I just wanted to strangle someone, which I better not do because I, I really got to watch that. (laughs) 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 But sometimes the negativity that happens, I, how do you, it's like, how do you turn it around if there's a behavior problem or someone being so negative Mm -hmm. and do you walk away or do you just smile or, I mean, for me, it's hard. It is hard. And one of the worst things you can say to someone who's having a fit is you need to calm down or you need to breathe. (laughs) I don't, you know, it's, it's, it's all about teaching people that they have this tool we all have it in our backpack at all times. And um, I just know from personal experience, being a very fiery Leo with lots of energy and a lot of, you know, emotion, um, that if I practice these breathing techniques throughout my day, I don't just wait until I'm losing my mind. Because you can even hyperventilate mm-hmm. if you if you do too much breathing when you're literally in that fight or flight. But um, just teaching people that, we don't breathe enough and yeah. it can take you out of fight or flight and put you back in your frontal lobe. So you stop sending those texts and <laughs> doing all those things. But uh, what I'm doing now and I'm working on with the breathing bubbles is I realized that as much as I love looking up calm breathing bubbles or other ones online, I wanted to personalize them because mm. if it has a picture or a video inside my bubble that is meaningful to me, it can bring you to a certain space of joy before before the breathing even starts so picture of yeah. cat or a picture of your baby your new grandbaby um, yeah. or something you know for me it's cat gifts sometimes i don't know why it's just love oh i have i love those t- <laughs> I, I see you put them up on twitter i love them oh, my yeah. students see me getting grumpy they don't you need a cat gift right now miss sandstrom and um <laughs> true story but anyway, so personalizing these breathing bubbles has been uh, a, a passion. I have been promising them for years, but they're finally coming out. Actually, they're actually going to be coming out uh, next week in Rise Mac. Really? Yeah, I, and I'm setting up a free online course. This is my gift to the world to teach people how to breathe. This is this is how I can truly share what I wow. can And then also the other breathing techniques coming are things like at a stoplight, breathe in thirds. You want to try it with me? Real quick? Yeah. Okay. Sure, We're going to inhale sure. in third. So you're going to inhale and hold one third. Inhale, hold, inhale two thirds, hold, inhale to the top, exhale. One more time. Inhale, 
One third up your chest. Inhale. Inhale. I do that up a stoplight. I don't even move my arms barely. Ah, so as I'm at a yeah. stoplight, I'm like, and I do the this. That's just one. Um, I have one that Trisha and I came up with. She uh, she said, Erica, did you realize the Keurig coffee maker is one full minute? So we do. <laughs> so as the Keurig's going, we have a Keurig routine of stretching and breathing. Uh, oh, how funny! And that's you have to say your last name because I can't say your last. Fugelstad. Fugelstad. Yeah, she's she's. Yeah. Uh, she's oh my gosh, person. she's so funny. She was my partner with the last green I screen. Know, so, I know. Uh, I know. I love uh, you together. But yeah, oh, she was fun. This breathing is called hashtag my breathing bubble, and it's. Uh, it is the reason I ended up on EdTech Magazine. I was demoing oh. a Wee Video breathing bubble because I have them in all programs and a really good one in Wee Video. And they saw me on there and they said, we want to write an article on you. And that article was basically where I'm, all of this story leads to is how creative media, especially the green screen and video production, but all creative media can teach mindfulness, social emotional learning, and also kids can create things to teach the world. You know, one of my favorite breathing techniques is my student who wanted to put himself inside the glitter jar and teach people how to use the glitter jar breathing technique. So he's literally- I love that one. Yeah, he's literally inside the glitter jar. So yeah, that is where I love that one. has led. And so, yeah, but thank you for asking about that because it's- um, as much as I've taught mindfulness and I taught on Wakelet with Mizba, we did, I think you were on there with me. We did a whole series. Yes. A whole we did some series on mindfulness and gratitude. And, um, but it all leads back to this breathing that we all have and people don't do it enough. They just, but they need to know this. They hold their breath. They, they don't yeah. know how to breathe deep. And then it just becomes a habit. And so it's just, it's like changing that habit. It's making it subconscious. So you do Subcon it every yeah. day. I must do yeah. like five or six breathing bubbles, but I love having my personalized one with adults. What I like to do is have them put a picture of their five-year-old self in their breathing bubble. Oh. You at that one. You have to remember where you came from and who you are. Who you yeah. really are is when you were five. You know, I mean, huh. most people, and it's just, I think I was cuter at two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can do two, but okay. you know, it's just, you know, when, when you felt yeah. love for yourself and mm -hmm. didn't have a care in the world, but it's just, you know, when I look at the one with my pigtails and my teeth missing and my green shirt, I, it, it makes me, I usually use that one when I'm sad. Oh. And when I'm angry or um, stressed, I'll usually use one with my pet. Because I'm like, okay, like my old dog, Pepe, what would Pepe do? Pepe wouldn't, you know, she would jump on my lap and make it all right. So yeah, I'm babbling because this is my passion. Like uh, I want yeah. to teach the world to breathe. And what's so cool is I'm working with a teacher in Bangladesh and really? we're going to um, create bubbles with her students and for kids that don't have devices, we're making them for them. But yeah, we're trying to figure out a way to help in a simple way, have kids and adults across the world create their own personalized breathing bubbles, whether it's in Genially, Wee Video, Doink. Oh my gosh. And, uh, have them all. You have a mindful superhero club. Oh, you, yes. Yes. I, you've done, I, I mean, when I look at all, I mean, that glitter jar, I love that too. I mean, all of these 
just seem to be, I mean, I can't wait to see what happens in a year with you because everything you're doing, (laughs) it's just growing and beautiful and working in Bangladesh and around the world. I know you (laughs) are making a big difference. In fact, um, you did a, I'm really excited about this. You have a book deal. (gasps) Yes. 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 You have to tell me. First of all, Teacher Goals, owned by Brad Weinstein and his wife and Amanda Fox, they... Oh, I love he wrote Amanda. Hacking School Discipline. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he's he knows his stuff. And um, but they, you know, Amanda, I met Amanda at ISTE and we're another soul sister. She just recognized in me, but she's a video person too, just what I was doing. And she says, mm-hmm. you need to take all of this, all of these, you know, I have kids jumping off a thing, the eye and kind and landing yeah. in the air. I mean, I have all these things. You'll see them on my my YouTube and stuff. Um, she says, Let's pull this together. And I've ran that workshop many times and cultivate compassion through creativity. Because um, it's not just green screen, it's it's media um, creation. So actually, actually, we're going to pull all my projects together, including the breathing bubbles, including everything else. But also the book is about mindfulness and ways to lead up to those projects, um, activities you can do, how to, how to, and I call one chapter, cultivate kindness through creativity, cultivate empathy through creativity. All of it. You'll probably be a part of this book too. So just to let. Oh, I I'm so excited about it. You told me a story about. Well, there were two things that you told me about the green screen joy, and you mentioned to me <laughs> about working with elderly in an assisted living, and then you showed me the videos they made <laughs> with the green screen. Um, um far, just far, tell far. a little bit about that because. Barbara, I'm so happy you asked about that because I, you know, I, that's when I realized too, like, so I got dubbed green screen gal because this girl, um, Sarah Perkins, she's a digital learning coach. She said, Erica, you need a name because I was the one to go to for green screen. I was doing all these things all over the place. So my boyfriend, Jay, he runs him and his brother both run two different assisted livings and yeah, benchmark community. They're wonderful. And so I said, hey, can I bring my green screen in for their fall festival? And then I said, for their Christmas party. And, you know, and we started bringing it in just for photographs. And I'm like, we're stepping this up. We're going to do video. So <laughs> what happened was the thing that brought me so much joy was having these videos and these pictures of these people uh, in walkers and wheelchairs, but the walkers and wheelchairs disappear with green screen technology and with us covering them in green we're having people bungee jumping at 90 who are having a blast <laughs> and they're so happy because here they are at, at the end of their, their, their journey and their, and their story. And they think, you know, this is it for me. I'm in this wheelchair and that's all they see, but what we were able to do and are able to do. And I didn't know if it would work or not, but I literally had a line of cute little folks with their walkers lining up at the green screen. It was almost overwhelming. So we had to come back uh, three or four times because everybody wanted to be a part of it. You know, one guy's like, I've always wanted to ski in the Alps. You know, let's just bring me there and, you know, let me have that picture and I can fake my grandkids out. I love it. I mean, it's beautiful. When you showed me those pictures, it just brought the (laughs) biggest smile to my face because, you know, we should play. We should all play more. You said it. You said right? It. I mean, Erica, you you provide that environment and the props and the energy that gives people the um allows them mm-hmm. to go beyond anything they even thought of. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't know I could 
I didn't know I could dance or go through a, a computer. Oh, I know we brought know. our mo- coffee mugs out. Yeah. And we hadn't even met in person. We're here, we're clinging coffee mugs across the, the world. Yeah, I mean, it was just amazing. And then you told me that you did something with your father too. Um, call you call him Green Screen. You can Dad. actually look him up. Hashtag Green Screen Dad. I'm I'm working on uh, putting his things up. But yeah, he um. He, my dad and I are very much alike. His name is Eric. He's amazing. I'm so grateful to have my parents. And Eric and Erica. Eric and Erica. Oh, yeah. my gosh. He has his iPhone 14. He's 83, but he knows it better than me. He loves doing. He loves the green screen. And Oh, we have to put links to all these oh, wonderful yeah. tools, too, for people. I love doing. I love Wii Video. I love Wakelet. Oh, my gosh. No. All of them. Canva. I could go on and on. Canva, oh, we yeah. just have to let people know who may not know about these and what you're doing. And then they will definitely have to get your book when it comes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I got to pull, I got to pull it all in and get, get, get going uh, more on that. But I, um, I, yeah, with my dad, it was just, it was fun to watch. He came up with all the ideas himself and just to watch him in that journey and, you know, not in a wheelchair, not in a walker, but he, you know, so his, his, my mom and him and their friends are like, you've got to bring the green screen down here for our, for our monthly meeting at the condo association. And, so that was a dream of mine. And actually, uh, Jay and I are trying to figure out how we can, we're calling it, uh, he calls it limelight green screen. I know it's something that he came up with. And we're going to share how to do this in assisted livings or even 15 over uh, places that are um, not. Assisted. I want to do that. Yeah, I and, and bring. I want to do that. I want. I mean, maybe what we can work together on that because I feel like we're missing out on something here. Big, are. we are. I mean, it's like I never had so much fun, and I'm way over fifty. <laughs> oh, you're you're so stunning. Uh, you, but it. Everyone always says to me, Erica, you don't look fifty three. It's it's literally the joy of of the yeah. and um yeah. The thing is, we're all here on this planet to to help others in in a in a in our own unique way and what is our gift to give and your gift could be you're here to be a good mom and raise amazing kids your gift could be whatever it is as long as you are truly feeling the joy and you're sharing it with others but this to me raises people's joy instantly even if they're not behind the camera i mean not in front of the camera even if they're the one creating it behind the camera that's also just as magical cuz it's their creation and they don't they don't have to be the actor but yeah, when I got to the elderly and I was, I knew little kids love the green screen and I know, you know, I knew students did and, and even teachers, I've worked with a lot of teachers, but when I hit the the elderly um, and I saw what I saw and I was like, are you kidding me? This is awesome. So we are onto something and I want your help. <laughs> cause, well, I just think, cause I know there's a lot of people who move into 55 and older environments and there's a lot of things. There's bocce ball, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we need to run from dinosaurs and like do our own thing and fly like a superhero. And, you know, I think that would be so much fun. I used to teach video. Yeah, I know you did. Uh, That's, I know. No, I used to do it into the, I used to bring a, the old video cameras. I used to show at those uh, centers how to do it. So I'm like you. I know that there's ways we can bring joy. The only problem I have is I have to bring this wonderful conversation to a close. Oh, so, it was a long one. Don't you worry. <laughs> I loved it though so much. You, you know, you you mentioned all these wonderful things, and and is there anything you just like? How can that people reach you? What is maybe a contact information? 
other than green screen gal, that's hashtag green screen gal. <laughs> I know this is something I hope to pull all together, but honestly, uh, Twitter, green screen gal, Instagram, green screen gal 44. I have my green screen gal.com, which is the, um, not just a green screen summit. It's not just green screen. It's all things creative media and even mindfulness. Um, I have a YouTube channel, Erica Sandstrom, but yeah, wow. yeah, there's, there's more coming. There's a lot, but I'm trying to, uh, pull it all together because it's been everywhere. And just, I, I appreciate people like you that, that see it as a, a as a, a needed thing, because, you know, for a long time, I just thought, okay, Erica, you have no shame. You're having so much fun out there. But, you know, <laughs> but now that as soon as I made the connection with SEL and mindfulness and creative media, that's, mm-hmm. that's when my heart just exploded. It's time to help people in a fun way. So all of us just have to breathe together and yes, check out Erica. Thank you so much for this time. I really, this is, this has been so joyful. Oh my gosh. I just so love sweet. it. <laughs> <laughs> like anybody will let me talk about these things. I just love you, Barbara Bray. You are a light uh, and you are sh- uh, sharing your gift, but you're also sh- making so many others shine. And I, I just love how you dive deep into our stories. So thank you for asking my story. I'm so grateful. Oh, your story is beautiful. <laughs> and we were going to do more. I just want you to have a most wonderful day. And I'm going to Sending you lovely, lovely hugs. Namaste, my lovely friend. Namaste. Thank you for listening to the Rethinking Learning Podcast and my conversation with Erica Sandstrom to define her why. I love this conversation about Erica's story and green screen technology and everything she's doing around mindfulness. It was really a great talk. I hope you share it with your friends. Make sure you check out the blog post Erica helped me write. It goes with this podcast, and you can get to it on barbabray.net. It would be awesome if you subscribe to my podcast. I'd be really grateful if you wrote a review. You're welcome to subscribe to my website at barbabray.net, and you know that way you get more updates, resources, stories, and more podcasts. Thanks again for listening. Keep sharing your story and please stay safe and be well.